Hey guys, welcome to the Honestly Mia podcast with me, Mia. I'm so excited to hang out with you each week to share all the fun and not so fun topics of this journey called life, but I'm confident that we will heal, grow, laugh, cry if necessary to become unapologetically free in Christ. And the beauty of it is we'll do it together. So let's talk. Are you ready? I'm ready. Episode 50, Memory Lane. Hey guys, can you believe that Honestly Mia is at its 50th episode? You know, it only took a year and a half, but you know, who's counting, right? Um, But I think that 50 being the number associated with the topic that we are going to talk about has some sort of, I don't know, intentionality to it. Um, 50 is always used as a celebratory something. So, you know, it's half of a century. It is, um, you know, the, the, the anniversary that so many marriages look forward to getting to. So we're just going to say 50 is special. And so since we're talking about memories, it just makes sense to me. So I would have to say like over the last, I don't know, couple of years, it has been very evident that there are things that I, whether it's by choice or not by choice, that I just don't remember like significant things. And I know it's very easy to say, okay, if it was hard or it didn't feel good that you can block them out of your mind. But some of the things that I have not been able to put any type of recollection to are things that should be exciting. And so I have, I guess over the past, I don't know, month, it has really been something I've been just sitting with, like, why don't I remember these things? And it's interesting because as I'm having more and more conversations about it, it's like creating more and more of an awareness of a few things. So I looked up the word forget because I am a word person and I feel like if you if you can sit with the definition, you can easily understand things a little bit different. So there are three different definitions of forget. The first one is fail to remember. The second one is inadvertently neglect to do, bring, or mention something. And the last one is put out of one's mind, cease to think of or consider. So the last one is more of the the the, the choosing, right? So I'm choosing to not deal with, not not speak up about, not whatever. That that's a choice. The first two happen to be, well, I wasn't really focused on it, but it happened or you know, when we think about little things that we forget, you were distracted or whatever. And I think in my case, I have kind of hung out in all three, right? Like just stuff that, you know, what wasn't that big. And it typically makes me feel a certain kind of way when it was something that was um, paramount to someone else. And it does not resonate with me. And I feel horrible because it was such a significant thing to them. But I get it. I mean, I give myself some grace in that it was significant to them. 
maybe not so much to me, but it still makes me feel bad. And then, you know, the I just didn't remember. Then there was the, yeah, don't want to remember that. But anyway, as I've been talking to friends and family, like, of course, I want to research it because in our mind, there needs to be an answer, right? So I started looking up, I think it's called disassociative amnesia that's prompted by trauma. So like it was this whole thing, right? Because I want to know why can't I remember things like my high school graduation? Like I don't remember being there. It's almost like it didn't happen. And so the troubling part of that for me is that was such a key milestone. It was the end of of grade school, right? I mean, every teenager lives for that moment where they're getting out of school, they're, you know, either going off to college or getting out of mom and dad's house, whatever the case is that that that's a big deal for them. Should have been a big deal for me, which I I think it was. It's funny the feeling surrounding it like I can I can relate to it and and recognize that that's the feeling, but I don't remember it. Or re- graduating college or I mean, there's so like those are two big things. Like I and until somebody says something in natural conversation or just, you know, it wasn't intentional, will it then spark my own thoughts about, you know, where I was, you know, what I was doing cuz my cousin was actually talking about, you know, her graduation when we were all together a few weeks ago. And I told them, I was like, y'all, I don't remember graduating college. Like, I don't remember who's there. And I was dating a guy. This is funny. I was dating a guy at the time. And we've spoken, you know, periodically over the last like two years, which this is kind of what took me on this journey because he called, he wanted to apologize for things. That's a whole nother podcast of when people, you know, things are heavy on their heart and they're ready to release it. And then you have to sit there and kind of deal with it. It's a really funny thing, but nonetheless, wanted to get some things, you know, off his heart and apologize for some stuff. And of course, naturally the conversation went to, well, do you remember this? Do you remember this? And I'm sitting there listening to him. Like, I don't know any of what you're talking about. And I could hear the devastation in his voice. And he was like, you don't remember that? And I'm like, no. And these were really good moments. Now, granted, the relationship was far from good. There were some good moments, but it definitely wasn't the right one for the time at just it, another day. And I just sat there and I got so confused that I didn't remember it. Or even when, you know, I think about when the relationship ended and I moved back to Birmingham and this is from Tuscaloosa. And I think about, you know, living at my dad's, moving to my first apartment, then moving to another apartment and him saying, I visited you at that place and it about floored me. I'm like, okay, so where was I? So fast forward, like I literally have been sitting down kind of talking through some things like, okay, God, so what is it? And I, and I've come up with a couple of different things. One is, you know, when you read anything about trauma, what was the trauma that was surrounding some of these events that made them less memorable? So even as I'm talking now, I think about my high school graduation. 
So my grandmother died the November, my mom's mom, Mama Jessie, that everyone knows. She died the November before my um, high school graduation. So I remember that vividly. I could tell you to the T what happened that day, where I was, like everything up to that, up to her literally taking her last breath. So when I think about, you know, high school and, and, and all of that, it wasn't the easiest of times for me, making bad decisions, not quite confident in who I was trying to figure out who I needed to be in regards to what my friends thought. But the significance of that time frame was my grandmother dying when I was 17. So maybe it's because that was the most important thing to me at that time to where everything else kind of didn't really matter as much. Or even thinking about, you know, college graduation, you know, college was exhausting. Let's just keep it real. Like I was sick a lot. Like I developed bleeding stomach ulcers because I was stressed and I was trying to, you know, figure out my identity. And, you know, like it was just a lot. So even now, as I'm talking to you, it's starting to make sense that there was so much about those four and a half years that, you know, it was there were some fun times, but there was just some things that just I was evolving and trying to figure it out. So when you get to the the celebration, the the final moment, emotionally and mentally, you can just be tired. Tired of all of what you endured. And even if, and it's fun, is how we, you know, you don't look like what you've been through. So you, you're at that moment. You know, I can imagine, because I don't remember, I can imagine, you know, getting ready to walk across the stage, the field, wherever it was, and thinking to myself, thank God I'm here, right? And that's so interesting that. Situations in our life can be so overwhelmingly exhausting that by the time you get to the end of it, whatever the end of it looks like, you are so over it that you can't even reflect on what was good about it at times, right? And so, you know, fast forward, I have really been having different touch points with different people that have really been helping me kind of remember things. And so I'm like, God, what is that all about? Like, what is it? And I even read scriptures and I, and I know the scripture in, you know, Isaiah about God is doing a new thing and, you know, about forgetting the former things. Like I, I, I totally recognize that. And those scriptures are definitely, you know, water to the soul. But I'm like, okay, so so give me more, God. Tell me more about why I'm not remembering. And it's and it's interesting. This is this is what I heard. In all of the the time that I've been spending with God over the past five years that I've shared with you guys, like when I became separated, it was like a whole new to me of figuring out who I am. And I thank God for it, like really understanding my identity in Christ. And so when I think about why now is the time, why, why am I now beginning to remember that I don't remember? And I believe that in the last five years, 
God has been preparing me for this moment, right? Because I think sometimes when we are trying to get ahead of the plan, that if we're not prepared for it, if we're not prepared to sit and address and decipher what's going on, it could truly kill us. So let's 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 go back five years, right? If all of this information was coming to me and I was trying to process it, fear would have taken over like y'all, I know me. I would have been trying to see every therapist alive and there's nothing wrong with therapy. I support it. I think it's a great thing. I will be trying to see every therapist alive. I'm going to need, you know, some sort of medication. Like everything about me not remembering would have sent me into a tailspin and would have taken me down a false road of recovery, right? Because when I sit in it right now, I believe that layer by layer, piece by piece, memory by memory, situation by situation, encounter by encounter, that God was preparing me to be able to address it in a way that was going to be meaningful. Address it in a way to where I can have the conversation with these individuals that have been bringing things up, like the ex who wanted to apologize and be able to really receive what it is that he was saying. Because think about it. Sometimes when you're sitting so deep in your hurt, so deep, and that's okay, not saying anything about that, you will always struggle with truly hearing what the person has to say. Because the healing of the situation has to be between us and God, right? Like a person apologizing is a piece of it. That's not the whole thing. It doesn't it doesn't truly change what's happening in your heart, right? So if I was still in that place about what this individual did, I mean, I can see it playing out. Like I hear you, but I can't believe, and then the list goes down, but I was able to hear him and like not have any negative feelings about what he said. Now I recognize that the that the 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 the, the hurt was there, that it he did what he did. But me being able to respond to him and being a and I think instrumental might be too harsh of maybe too strong of a word. Maybe I wasn't instrumental, but Maybe I was instrumental to to his healing process because God had already began the healing process in me, right? So I even think about so many things that have flooded me. So as we continue to move about life and there are changes, there are seasons, there are ebbs and flows, how we process things look different. It looks different based on, you know, what we allow in, like what are we allowing the 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 word of god to come in and really saturate us to really change our perspective renew our minds give us you know the right mind about things it could be influenced by your friends it could be influenced by what you watch on tv you know your your mental circle your thoughts about yourself like the list is is endless of how you can deal with things and i don't Take it for granted over the past five years where I was seeking out my 
my true identity and trying to figure out, okay, God, so why, 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 why do I believe that he began to restore me and began to really show me who I was in him that at this juncture, I can start processing things differently. So even now, you know, thinking about why high school wasn't a thing, because it's also attached to something that was extremely significant in my life, right? Or, and I, we don't have time for me to go through all of the things that I'm beginning to remember and beginning to healthy, in a healthy way, apply application to them versus something that could, that could cause me to be tight and like concerned and fearful, but the processing of it. So the memories aren't gone, so to speak, right? They are appropriately placed somewhere. And I was reading something about this whole topic and I don't want to quote it wrong, but in essence, it was talking about, you know, how memories are. I don't know if it says how memories are. Um, I don't think replace is the word they use, but in essence, you know, your thought processes about certain things can cause your memories to have a different feel or different look. Again, I don't want to misquote it, but in essence, what I got from that is, is that as we continue to grow, as we continue to develop in Christ, how you remember things will take a different shape because now you can apply different concepts. I was talking to a friend um, a couple of weeks ago and we were just talking about some things in my past. And so, you know, she gave me a different perspective of how I believed something to be. She said, not that how you feel about it is wrong, but let me give you a different perspective. So her giving me a different perspective gives me a different feeling about that memory. That memory was is still what it was, but now it feels different because I have applied a different thought to it. So however the the author said it, that's that's what I got from it. So I'm sorry, guys, that I didn't write it down. I wasn't real intentional about memorizing it, but I got the summation of what they were saying. So when I think about a scripture, because you know it's scripture time, I um I looked on my wall. So in my in my office nook, it has been multiple things, but it 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 most originally was just where I would read and pray and write. The podcast used to be recorded in there until this really funny echo thing started and whatever. But on my wall, there are so many things posted that have such significance to me. A lot of them are things that, you know, I came across when studying the word that I put up there, you know, encouraging things that friends have, have, have sent or wrote or whatever. So I looked on my wall and I zeroed in on Psalm 23 and 3. And if I just read the scripture, you might struggle with trying to figure out how it applies. But like I said in the beginning, I'm a word person. So I like to look up the definition so I can truly understand what the sentence is trying to show me, what the what the author speak or whatever. So there's typically key words 
that you hear in a sentence that pique your interest, right? So I'm going to read the scripture. Then I'm going to go back and show you what I pulled out of that scripture. So it's Psalm 23 and 3. He restores my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. So the word that I pulled out to get the definition of is restores. And it says repair, renovate, reinstate, bring back, rebuild, return to former position, remodel. So when I think about me sitting with things that I don't remember, I totally equate that to restoration of repairing, repairing some of those memories so they won't take hold of me, so they won't be a stronghold, right? Because let's take the, let's take the example of the, the guy who um, called to apologize. So had that happened, I don't know, five, six years ago, because it happened ooh, like 10 years ago, <clears throat> excuse me, the Tamiya that I was would have internalized everything about that. And it would have taken me down a downward spiral of how could I be so stupid? How could I let somebody mistreat me? Oh my God, Tamiya, you're just, you, you're not worth anything. Like that was, that was my faults about me a lot of the times. So it would have been, it would, first of all, it wouldn't have been the moment that he was needing and looking for, right? And I believe that God is intentional with that. So whatever it was that he encountered at the moment in which he encountered it was very monumental to him reinventing his thought process about something he did. And at the very time that he reached out to make amends, I was in a whole different place. So I was able to hear it, accept it, and process it just as he was given it. It didn't cause me to spiral. It didn't cause me to rethink or or get down on myself. I truly was able to hear him, let it go and move on. So I think that's so important when we talk about God restoring my soul or in everything that we encounter, every bad memory, everything that happened to us that was just unjustly, God can handle that. God can cause it to not be a forever blemish or stain on your life. So if you give it to him, if you give your life, so not just the thing. So let's start with, let's back it back. In giving him our life, my life, is the beginning of us feeling comfortable to give him those things that have troubled us, that have plagued us over the years, that have given us all sorts of discomfort. So giving giving our life first and foremost, right? Like that is the key. That's the whole key of salvation is surrendering and saying, okay, God, I am, I am ready to accept you as my Lord and Savior. And that opens up the door for him to restore all that was lost, right? All that was um, put out of one put out of one's mind or cease to think of or consider, which is one of those definitions of forget. Whatever it is that we hadn't want to deal with, and so the funny thing about memories too. So I don't want to sit here and give you guys this um, this unrealistic 
version of this awareness that I've come upon. There are some things that have set with me and I don't enjoy. I wish that they weren't a thing. I hate that they have paved, you know, a little bit of my framework. But even in that, I had a revelation uh, a couple of um, days ago when I was just thinking through a transition that I feel is on its way. And some of the reasons why I wasn't ready to make that transition was associated to a memory of a situation with someone that I was friends with and not wanting to deal with it. Now we're talking about something that happened like 20 years ago, possibly. Person may not even have two thoughts about it, but it has set with me. And I, I don't think that it was unintentional, right? Because one of the things that I that I think that this memory does is keep me humble and keep me in a place of you were wrong in that situation. You could have handled it differently and now being ready to face it if the opportunity presents itself. So it kind of, and I think that still falls within the, the restoration, right? Because it's sitting there and I'm so much more confident in God's ability to either have me deal with it or not. It's all up to him, but he is my strength. So I have the strength to take on whatever angle. If it's meet this person, have a conversation, hash it out, or never to see them, never not. But he has restored all of my my lack of confidence, right? So it's given me a confidence so I can have a peace about what's to come. It's a lot, right? I'm telling you, COVID-19 and all of what has happened after in the world and having to sit still, having to be quiet, having to be alone more has just opened up the floodgates to so many things, right? So as you are going about your day, your life, um, the hours, I think it's so important to have your own exploratory moment about your memories. And this isn't intended to drag up anything that creates hurt. I think it's important for you to to get the necessary help spiritually, mentally, emotionally to handle it. But I'm 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 confident that if you're doing it with Christ, you'll be able to recognize what you need to do with it as you begin to unpack those things. Thanks guys for spending these last 30 minutes or so with me. You know, I thoroughly enjoy when we get a chance to hang out and talk. I hope that this message just ignited something within you to just sit with some of those moments and just ask God to help you navigate through them. So until next time, have a great day on purpose.